Hey everybody, it's Jason. I want to welcome you to this third episode in a series on sensory-friendly vacation Bible schools. Um, I appreciate the feedback I've gotten. Um, I, I want to remind everybody again that I have a, um, a little manual, I don't want to call it a manual, ebook, whatever you want to call it, um, that just kind of goes through some of the things that, that I did at our church um, to, um, uh, to make it a little bit easier. And I, I first have to um, you know, think uh, the, the church leadership, particularly um, our children's minister, Josh Keller, who, when I asked if we could do this, he went, sure, that sounds like a great idea. And then he gave me everything that I, I needed to do it with and um, never asked a question and, and, and did everything that we asked him to. It was really kind of fun to watch him do the, um, the our, we had our own individual low tone opening. And um, it was like he'd been studying sensory processing disorders for years because he, 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 he just knew what he was doing and he kept it he kept it easy for them to listen to but also very enjoyable it wasn't weird at all and that was one of my big concerns about it is it it would be weird everybody be whispering around them um but um it was great they they had a fantastic time um couple more tips that um that we did that i wanted to share with you um one of them primarily and if you've worked vbs before you know it's it's just loud and the kids because they're excited and having a good time, are themselves loud. Um, as I mentioned last time, our church is a, is a decent-sized building with a lot of rooms, um, but there's really, you know, the hallways kind of run into a triangle, uh, and so everybody switches groups at the same time, and so there's just hundreds of kids in the hallways um, going from one area to the next, and it's it's really it's it's loud and obnoxious because they're all yelling at each other, talking to each other, and um, seeing friends and seeing adults that they know. Um, and what we did on ours, it seems pretty easy to do, but not a lot of people would think about it, is we had our transition times from one room to the next whenever no one else was doing it. So it was a pretty easy, um, easy thing for us to do. It, no one got lost, no one got overwhelmed, and no one really kind of needed to back away and kind of reset themselves. Uh, the other good thing about it is we had um, a couple of autistic kids in there who... Um, I want to say severe, um, but um, more on the classic um, autism side. And one of them was having a great time. I was really excited to, to be able to it – was, it was fun for me uh, to watch him have such a good time. But he was a runner, and uh, if he had been running through – you know, if he'd gotten away from us and started running through a group of kids, it would have been a really hard time to find him. So, you know, having those transition times from room to room um, is – away from everybody else's key. Um, and on that note, I mentioned a little bit last time, I do encourage you that if you do it uh, at your own church, try to at least get two rooms. Um, so that way they're not sitting in one spot uh, the entire time. Um, that That's a little hard, especially when everybody else is getting to go to these really nicely decorated areas. Um, and, and decorate them yourselves. Make it fun for them, but give them a chance to go from one place to the next, to the next, to the next. It breaks up the monotony of it. And, and plus, it makes it, that's what everybody else is getting to do, and they want to do it too. Um, the other big thing, this is what I noticed last year um, kids having a tough time wa- with, were the games. Um, and, and adults are horrible with games in kids because we don't really know what to do. It's been a long time since we've been a kid, and so all we can really do is think of the three-legged uh, race and um, all the stuff that's kind of pretty full-on contact um, with with people that they don't really know. Um, most kids kind of, you know, even if they don't enjoy it, would kind of like, all right, I'm going to get through it. But um, some of these kids really just dread it and 
really struggle with getting through it because they're going to be pressed up against somebody they don't know. And they already struggle with being, you know, touched or, you know, have some tactile issues to begin with. And we're, you know, we're tying their legs to somebody else. We're having them lay on top of somebody else. Or we're dumping water on them. Um, and, uh, and they just don't do well with that. And, uh, and the adults, um, seeing a kid not want to do it naturally, um, encourage them to do it oh come on come on it'll be fun you'll like it you'll like it not understanding that it's just hell for them to do that and they can't do it so that's one of the big things you look at is um, look at the games and and know that they're just not going to do it and find something to make it fun you can turn any game into a bible story we had david and goliath and so you know we set a, a bunch of um kind of painters buckets not some type of construction type buckets and we set them up and we just had them knock over Goliath you know with a ball and they had a great time and they got to knock stuff down and be silly and be goofy and um and it, it wasn't that big of a deal for them so um the other thing that I, I notice is um and we had, we had some college kids helping us out and they were great they were fantastic they really were very interested in what we were doing and uh, were very interested in working with special needs children in the future but you know we often had a girl who you know, she would just kind of pull away from the group and, um, and, and need a little bit of alone time. And um, one of the, the college students would, you know, would go over there and try to get her back in. And, and it was, it was, there's a moment where, you know, I would say like, just let her, you know, as long as she's not running out of the building or running out into the parking lot, you know, let her, let her have a moment to collect and, and be her, get, get herself back together. She needs it. She needs that that separation time and and she you know she did she was able to do it we were able to you know continue on with her over kind of jumping around and doing what she needed to do and she came back and and she was great and it was kind of funny because she was one of one of the kids that I know would have been labeled a big behavior problem in one of the other groups because she just couldn't sit still and whenever she wasn't able to to get up and do what she needed to do she became very moody um just just you know bad what we would label as bad and she wasn't bad she needed she needed that time to kind of collect and to reorganize and re resituate and so again that's what was great about the uh the our vbs is they were able to do that and it wasn't a problem for them so if you have any specific questions that i can help you with please shoot me an email jason at jasonmillerhealth.com visit my website i have a ton of stuff up there particularly right now on sensory processing disorders this um has be Come a very big interest of mine and um, and those that I work with and um, you know that a lot of the kids that I work with are are suffering from this and and they've been labeled as bad behavior ADHD learning disabilities and we've been able to help them out um, by taking care of some of the sensory issues and so um, spread the word um, it would be a big help to me and big help to um, uh, some other families um, that are that are also working through this. Until next time, thanks a lot. <laughs>